Hey guys, John here from Movie Lovers Night. Do me a big favor real quick before we actually start up this interview. I just want to let you know too that I actually have director Jason Pitts with me and I also have actor Aaron Palmer with me from Lonely Echoes. They're here to discuss Lonely Echoes and the process of what's what they're doing with it. Also too, go on ahead and rate me on Good Pods and also too on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. That actually allows people to go ahead and find us easier on those podcasting apps. So with further ado, let's go on ahead, get on with the show. I'm excited to have Jason back here with me again. I'm excited to have Aaron for the very first time on my show. It's a privilege to actually have both of these guys on here. So let's go on ahead. Let's get on with it. I know you guys are waiting and here we go. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. Like I said, I have Jason Pitts with me, and I also have Aaron Palmer with me, both from Lonely Echoes. Hello to everybody, guys. Hello. How are you doing, John? I, I'm doing great, man. It's great to actually have you guys back over here. As a matter of fact, I know this is your first time, Aaron. Welcome to the show. It's an honor and a privilege to have you here, and thank you for accepting Jason's invite to be on the show and everything too, because I wanted, I just want to say you did a really good job playing the sheriff in Lonely Echoes. I thought you did a very good job. Enough yeah. Lonely Echoes. Well, anyways, you did a very good job in Masquerade. <laughs> yeah. And this will yeah. go on my blooper reel. But, anyways, it's a privilege to actually have you guys here. Um, but, Jason, man, I, it's been a little bit. We did a yeah. screen re, uh, review and everything for the new screen movie. It's great to have you back on here again, like I said. So, I know that you've been working on Lonely Echoes for a while, mm-hmm. and I know that you've been having a little bit of issues with trying to get this thing off the ground, but for some people that don't know what Lonely Echoes is, how would you describe Lonely Echoes? And also, too, what to expect from Lonely Echoes, and also, too, about the Alone Saga. Yeah, so uh, Lonely Echoes, the best way to describe it is kind of like uh, Seven Meets uh, Psycho. Um, it's a, it's a, uh, it's an investigative horror film kind of like in the, uh, in the same vein as like, as like seven was, or, or even the first saw film. If you remember like before, before the traps get all crazy and like part two and three, the first, uh, saw film was very much, uh, kind of in the same, uh, subgenre of that investigative, uh, horror type. Uh, uh, film and uh, also like Silence of the Lambs, so that's that's um, the the subgenre that we are modeling Lonely Echoes after. Um, uh, it is the third film in the Alone Saga. Um, the Alone Saga is a is a is a four part uh, series that we have planned, um, telling an overarching story. Uh, e- each one you can watch kind of like its own um, story. Uh, without really having to watch the previous ones. Um, but if you do watch the previous ones, you'll catch more things and a lot more things will make sense. Um, so uh, in the first film we had alone, um, which told the story of cat uh, meeting this character named Patty um, and what happens with that. And then the second film masquerade uh, tells a story of uh an international supermodel uh, named Sylvia Darnell 
uh, who invites this guy that she met online over for a blind date. They've never met in person. Uh, when he gets there, uh, it, it's very clear that neither one of them are who they said they were online uh, very quickly. And uh, things things take a turn. Um, and then Lonely Echoes, this third film that we're trying to get off the ground um, and shoot, kind of starts to merge those two storylines together. Um, and then the fourth film, Unmasked, when we do get to that, is going to just wrap everything up and conclude it. Okay. I like the idea of like a, a to be honest with you, I like a small build to something that takes a longer time to build up. And then once attention's released, it's released. And you definitely do a great job with your directing style and things like that. You know me, I'm a fan of yours and everything too. I fully support what you're very doing. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. And I, I just want to say every single time when you hand me something of yours, it, I feel I'm always fanboying and geeking out over it. I'm just going to be honest with you. When you send me masquerade, I'm not quite sure where it's going, but once it gets to the place that you're trying to go to, it just doesn't slow down. I wanted to see more. And this is hard to believe that this is a short film, but you managed to put a lot of thought into it, a lot of energy into it. It's very thought provoking as well. And the psychological, it gives you a lot of different premises from horror. I really enjoy what you did with the, with this stuff because the alone, the very first time I actually got introduced to you was when we did the alone movie, when I did the trailer reaction and I also interviewed you and stuff like that. But I was glued into the characters and the characterization of those characters and how I was able to care about those characters. With this one is totally different from what I like about this is you break from those characters. Then you go to these other set of characters. You don't know how this is going to tie in or anything like that. It kind of reminds me of Traffic, where you don't know where these characters are going to meet. But you know they're going to meet sometime because of the fact that it's the Alone Saga. So it has to have some type of cohesiveness to it, which is something I do appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. I love traffic. That's funny that you mentioned that. Um, great film. Uh, it's paced very well. Um, I'm kind of modeling it also a little bit of just the structure of the entire thing, uh, is modeled a little bit kind of like, uh, after the Marvel cinematic universe, how they have these in credit scenes, uh, you know, that tease to the next film or even sometimes two or three films down the line. Um, which so, is rare for a horror movie to even do something like that to be yeah. honest with you you expect that like in an mcu movie comic book film stuff like that but you don't really expect that from a horror movie mm-hmm. and that's something that's got really good authenticity from it also say. like uh in night Shalomon's series the uh, unbreakable glass and mm-hmm. uh, uh split yeah, Unbreakable, Split. I love those movies, though, too. Yeah. And uh, the twist within a twist kind of thing. I definitely like those movies, too. I can definitely see where you got your inspiration from with this Alone Saga with that. Yeah. Um, Aaron, I do have a question for you, though. Like, yeah, is there any other... What got you into acting? What made you say, hey, look, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life? Or is this just something that, you know, Jason calls you up one day and say, hey, look, I have this part. I have... And I'm trying to get this part uh off the ground but it's just not landing with anybody in the additions maybe or something like that so i need some help here so what what made you decide hey look i want to do this oh that's exactly what happened jason called me i i forgot what we was him talking about i called him about something he's like oh by the way um the guy that's 
was going to play Captain Rogers and Masquerade's not going to be there now. Would you like to part? And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, and uh, I was like, you know, I, like I said, like I said earlier, um, I've got a little, you know, I've got about 12 years of law enforcement under my belt, you know, which I, I retired out of it uh, last March. So I was like, you know, I, I've watched enough police dramas. I think I can pull this off. And uh, Jason sent me the script. I read over it. I, I really liked it. I mean, I, I read the entire script. I didn't just read my part, but I read over it and I was like, man, that's when I knew. I was like, man, this thing has got some meat to it. I really like this. I really like this script. And I, and, and I think I can do this. So I, I told him, I said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So, you know, um, as far as acting goes, I, I used to play around a lot when we were kids. You know, you, you just grow up and think you'd mm -hmm. like to do something and all that. I've never actually pursued an active acting acting career you know i've just always done other things but uh this is something i really like doing and uh man i've got some old films me you know me and my friends we used to run around and uh <laughs> we had the old the old camcorder on the shoulder you know and we did like little stills of like our own original batman series you know of course you know oh, our budget was like you know 10 bucks you know <laughs> stuff like that the vhs tape vhs tape was probably the most expensive part of the whole thing but you know and and when Jason asked me that, it just brought back all those memories of like we done some some very bad um, backyard wrestling things and, you know, just just stupid stuff at the time. We could all got hurt, you know, just just crazy stuff, independent things. And, and when Jason asked me that, I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a try because I, I haven't done it in a while. And I loved it, man. I, I read that script and I was like, this is it. it I, I'm doing it. So that's that's pretty much where I picked that up at. You know what, though? Like, whenever I saw your part on Masquerade, I'm like, this dude seems like he can he carries himself like a cop. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> and I'm like, this this guy is not phoning it in or anything, shoehorning it in or anything like that, which is something I really do appreciate. You actually look, you're dialed into this character. You are that cop. Right. And right. you can read right past that character because nothing that she's doing is, like, adding up. You're kind of like, uh-huh, uh -huh, okay, yeah. Yeah. And just writing down everything that she's saying, knowing that she's BSing you the whole time. Yeah. But I like how dialed in you are into this character to make me believe that you are that small town cop and that you are going to try and bring justice to these people that died. And yeah. so I definitely like that. Yeah, I, I just drew on my experience as actually being a police officer, you know, earlier, earlier, you know, and that's that's what helped me get into the role because I put my mindset in that like, because I've done those interviews in real life. I'm like, I, I know how to do this. So that, that part wasn't, it didn't bother me at all to do that. So I knew exactly I what, <laughs> what Jason needed. So that's what we did. That's great, man. And another thing though, too, is like, you know, I like how you go in to this thing. Like, okay, I played Batman when I was a kid, I started doing the, this off the wall stuff and it, you know, just little fun things. And it's like, I don't think I'm ever going to, it's going to escalate to anything else outside of this right. or whatever years pass by. Next thing I you know, you're involved with the film that you never knew that you would actually be a part of, which yeah. I think is actually awesome. <laughs> yeah. When, because, when Jason told me and I looked at the names on the film, I was like, man, I, I'm way out of my league. <laughs> These guys have like a huge IMDB, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm like, Wow, you know that there, and I looked, I looked a lot of them up. Uh, Olivia, I looked, you know, I looked her stuff up, and Samantha's man, I was like, 
I'm way out of my league on this one. <laughs> but one thing I can say about Jason, though, is this. He treats everybody like family on the set, it seems like. Yeah. And it seems like everybody just gets along really well on set. Oh, yeah. And things like that. And it's rare to actually find that and everything. And it's great to actually have that on set to where everybody welcomes you in like family. Because you can be on set, for example, like if you're working on a TV series and it's like season three of something. And right. everybody knows each other, but you're kind of like the freshman in high school where it's like, okay, I'll just sit over here and mind my mm-hmm. own business. They're doing their thing. It's kind of like going into somebody's house and you're having to sit down right. and you're the guest and you don't want to do it. And, you know, you don't want to cause a ruckus or anything like that. So you're just going to sit down and just, you know, just sit down by yourself for a little bit because you don't know anybody. What, well, that's the thing I liked about working with Jason and, and the whole crew. I mean, from the moment that I rode over there with him, I got out. I didn't feel strange at all. I got out. Everybody was really friendly. I mean, everybody come up. I, I hadn't met any of these people. And they come up and they were talking to me and stuff. And they're like, oh, what are you doing? You know, you you must be Captain Rogers, you know? And I was like, yeah, I'm playing him. And, uh, man, it's just, it's just a genuine, friendly. It, it's the friendliest bunch of people I've ever worked with. I'll put it that way. And, and everybody awesome. just treats everybody good and. I mean, it was it was one of the best experiences I've had in my life so far. That's great, man. I'm actually glad to hear that. And Jason, I know that you're going through many challenges with this movie and stuff like that and trying to get this thing off the ground. And, you know, my question is this. I know the budget is a bigger, big issue and everything when it come down, comes down to making films and things like that. I just hope I just. I'm rooting for you to get this thing off the ground because I'm that Thank much you. invested into into the saga it's going it's going to happen no matter like it's i'm the type of person i just don't quit so one way or the other it's going to get filmed um right now um we're trying to have the budget to film it in in may um it is not looking like that's going to happen unless a miracle happens Uh, we do have uh some grants that we've applied for it's possible that one of those can come through and, and we'll be able to start, start filming. Um, uh, but I'm not, I'm not counting on that. Um, but if, if the end or the beginning of April or the middle of April comes around and we don't have what we need yet, we're just going to postpone it and keep, keep going, keep fundraising until we do have what we need. Um, so that's, that's, that's my plan. It, it either happens or it happens down the road. Right. And you know, I'm happy that it is still because I know you and your mindset and everything too. You're like me. I don't know when to give up or anything like that. I'm pretty much resilient when it comes to different things yeah. and things like that. And also too, when people say, I don't think you can do, I'm going to prove that person wrong. No matter Absolutely. what. So that's just how I am. But you know, to actually see you say, Hey, look, I'm going through a little bit of a stumble. I'm going to get back off my feet, dust myself off and I'm going to get this thing done. I commend you for that because most people are like, you know what? I have this stumbling block. It's just not happening. I might have to go on ahead and work some odd jobs or something like that. Sell maybe my comic book collection if you have one or something like that just to get this movie made. I do have just one. Like Kevin Smith I've thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It, it breaks my heart to see people able to do that. But I understand though, because at the but you also have to look at it like this too. It's also the greater the reward. Higher yeah. the risk, the bigger the reward is. And yes, it's a risk doing that because you're losing something that you're attached to maybe and stuff like that too. But 
you know, and the outcome yeah. is going to be great. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I, I, I really have thought about it. Uh, there's actually a comic book convention coming close uh, this month. And I actually thought about taking, taking my comics up there and, uh, and doing that. But um, uh, for me, um, the film and, and this, this saga is, is way, way more important because it represents um, where I want to be. It represents the future. The comic books or or the past, you know what I mean? Right. right. So. <clears throat> Time to move forward. Don't look backwards. Yeah. I get that. And another thing too is how does Lonely Echoes different from the other two films and you, without giving too much spoilers or anything like that. Yeah. So the tone, the tone of Lonely Echoes is different. Uh, we're doing each of these films uh, in the style of their own subgenre. Uh, Alone uh, was the psychological horror film like Misery. Um, Masquerade was the home invasion slasher film like The Strangers. And then uh, I already talked about it a little bit, but Lonely Echoes is like the investigative horror uh, like Seven or Saw or um, uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs. And uh, the main character is, her name is Kim, Detective Kim Spencer. Um, If you did watch Masquerade, she -hmm. was at the end of Masquerade. And she gets a phone call at the end of Masquerade about her sister, Kat, who was the main character in Alone. Um, Her twin sister has gone missing. So uh, Lonely Echoes tells the story of her trying to find what happened to her sister. And... uh, that's where we pick up. Okay. I like the idea of it being different tones for different movies. I think it actually adds a little bit of Hitchcock kind of flavor to it. That's totally different. That's missing out in cinema now. Uh-huh. Because every, you can do a sequel to something, but it's just the same repetitive stuff that they actually came up with with the first two films right. or whatever. But you managed to actually do something different and ballsy and are really authentic. And that's something well, that I really like. One of the uh, reasons for doing this saga was to showcase to the world or anyone who may see them, uh, these four films, uh, what me and my team can do in these different subgenres of the horror genre. So like, Hey, we don't just do slasher films or we don't just mm-hmm. do this type of film. It's like, we can do all these different types of horror films and do them pretty well. And that's, uh, you know, that, that was one of the main um, purposes of doing it like this. Okay, I definitely like the that idea though because now you're getting so much buzz off of Masquerade, uh, yeah, and everything, and they're showing you're showing them the level of what you're doing, yeah. <laughs> and, and congratulations, you earned that, man. Thank you, you. You, you and your team, the actors involved, uh, J, you know, Aaron and everybody that's involved deserve that. You commends you. I commend you guys big time for that. Thank Seriously. you. Seriously, you're very welcome. Um, but Aaron, my question, my other thing is too, that I was wondering about was this, are you thinking about doing anything else in the future aside, aside from the saga or what, what other plans do you have probably in the future? Well, I told Jason that anytime he needs help, if he needs anything else, I'll be glad to work with him. I'll help him out. I mean, we've been friends for a long time. We, man, we've gone through thick and thin together, a lot of different stuff and, just one thing I, I want to point out while I go and Jason says he doesn't give up. He means it. He's not going to give up. So, but uh, as far as other things go, you know, you know what I've always wanted to do personally, I've always wanted to be a voice actor because 
I, man, I, I used to, I, and I can still do a lot of imitations, but I've always really wanted to do some voice acting, but I wouldn't mind doing other things, you know, other stuff on the screen. I mean, I, I can, I can do it, you know? So actually one of the reasons I <clears throat> reached out to Aaron, uh, to fill this role of Captain Rogers when, when the other actor wasn't able to do it was uh, we, uh, we used to play uh, Magic the Gathering together. Oh, sweet. We used to go to conventions, uh, especially like here in the middle of the country. And one time we went down to Houston together and had a weekend down there playing Magic. But he, he, uh, he cost, cosplays quite a bit. And he went down there, <laughs> he went down there as Austin Powers and um like i just seeing him (laughs) down there in his element and like just people coming up to him and he i mean he just i knew he could act is what i'm saying so i I knew i knew that he had it in him because i saw that and then uh he also did uh i have another friend who uh runs a uh cancer uh pediatric cancer um uh 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 What's the word? Pediatric. Uh, can- cancer. Uh, like benefit? or um, Yeah. Charity? Charity. Charity. Yes. Charity. Yeah. It's called uh, Heroes and Angels. And uh, <clears throat> she's out of central Arkansas, but she needed somebody um, to, to go spend time with a patient in Fort Smith, which is close to where both Aaron and I are. And I immediately thought of Aaron. I was like, hey, I called Aaron. I was like, hey, can you help my friend out? She's looking for a cosplayer. Uh, And he went and as Captain Jack Sparrow. So uh, and spent some time with this with this kid. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I knew I knew he could act. I knew he had it in him. And I knew that he had been a cop for a long time, too. So I knew that the role uh, wouldn't be too much of a stretch for him and that he could do it. So um, I had. I had all the confidence in the world in him that he would be able to, to, to pull that, that particular role off. So he, yeah, he can do, he can do what he wants, man. He, he has it. If he, if he chooses to do that. That's pretty cool yep. though, man. I, I never, that, that's awesome because here's the thing too. I used to be into Magic the gathering. I used to uh-huh. be heavy into it in high school and stuff like that too. Like I had a sliver deck. I used to have an angel deck. I was, I was always going to tournaments because my science teacher actually hosted the tournaments in high school. So he would show us our rankings during uh, our high school lessons and stuff like that and just be totally geeked out over where we are and everything. He goes, okay, so we're going to do a team tag team match. And then next (laughs) thing you know, (laughs) so match of the gathering has always been a fun game for me. I just don't have anybody to play with anymore. So I actually had to sell my set and everything, but yeah, but to know that, you know, Aaron is able to pull off these characters because of cosplaying and things like that, you know that you can get it out of him. It's just a matter of trying to find that switch to turn it on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Hey, man, I, and I love costuming, too. I mean, all, all my stuff that I do, I think it's movie quality because I spend the money and I, I do the notorious digging on things to put the costume together. Like I was talking about that. Like, you don't think it's a lot trying to put a police uniform together, but you go try to put a captain's uniform together. That's a tough deal because you have to have credentials and you have to, you know, you actually have to have things to pull stuff like that off. But, you know, like the Jack Sparrow thing, you know, I've I've spent probably two hundred dollars or more just on 
things just to make it look authentic movie quality. And it looks pretty dang good. <laughs> the most expensive part was the wig, but you know, but that's dedication, dude. That's, that's, that's dedication and passion right yeah, there. That's, that's when I, that's pretty much how I met Jason was like he said, when we played magic together and I, I've never told Jason this and I'll tell him this now because he's on camera and you know, <laughs> he can't get away from it, but you know, I, I knew, man, I knew he was, I knew he was going to be a great friend because when we sat down to play, whether he won or lost, um, sometimes he didn't have the best attitude when he lost, but <laughs> I really respected his creativeness. I mean, he and was always thinking easy. outside the box on magic yeah. and he just translated over that over to his films. And actually on that trip to Houston, I asked him what he used to do. And he said, man, he said, I used to, or I went to college to actually, you know, do film and, you know, train to be a producer and all this stuff. And I'm like, really? What are you doing living in Arkansas? You know, cause that's what I thought. Cause <laughs> no one around here does that kind of stuff. You know, I didn't know anybody. And we just got to talking about that. And, and from that moment on, I knew, man, just from those de early days of magic and his creativeness and his, just his overall tenacity and different things. And the way he thought, I was like, man, this, this guy can do anything he wants. And so far he's doing that for himself and he's, he's doing it. I mean, I would have never thought that these films would go as far around the world as they've gone, but Jason's put the legwork in and he's done it. And I'm just going to tell anybody that's watching the show or that does watch this, they need, even if you're not a horror fan, you need to watch these films because they're great. And man, I, I watched, I've watched alone probably 50 times just, you know, and I see something different in it every time I watch it and, and masquerade and I'm not promoting it because I was in it, you know, alone, but man, it's a great story. And, and every time I watch it, I what he posted a link and I, and I watched it again today and I just keep watching it. It's just a great story that Jason's come up with. And that this whole series, it's going to blow your mind. I mean, when people, when it gets out there and people actually start getting a hold of it and watching it, I think they're really going to love it. And, and I mean, that they will. I think they'll like it. I think so, too. Jason's to be honest, always man. been there, man. He's, he's yeah. just always had that drive. And uh, when I seen what him and these guys are doing with Alone, you know, he invited me to it. I was like, you know, man, this is this is good. This is something, you know, and uh, but he, he's got what it takes. He, he really does. That's great, though, man, like yeah. for real, because here's the thing. You never know what you're going to who what kind of contacts you're going to wind up with. You don't know how far something's going to go. You don't know the outreach. They're going to go All with right. something. All you know is is what's in front of you in the small cubicle that we live in. And thinking, this is it. This is just my little small box, and that's all it is. Not that many people yeah. might like it or anything like that. It's just going to go as far as my little box can take me. But what Jason's doing, he's it's going right outside that small box and taking down other things in the way and everything. Right. And that is passion. That is dedication. That is just everything rolled into one thing, which is very impressive. Because here's the thing. Even doing this podcast and everything, too, I can relate to that because I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll get on a podcast. I'll talk about movies. I'll interview people. It's not going to go anywhere or anything like that. Next thing I know, I have directors emailing me. I have people, just a big, huge outreach. So you never know who yeah, you're going to be uh, meeting on the other end. Yeah, just uh, that didn't happen overnight, though, for you, man. I, I, no. like, I don't know. 
how long you were at it before I got in touch with you about a year ago, four years. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, you've been building and uh, I'm I'm proud of you. Thank (laughs) you, man. And you're, you're growing and, uh, uh, you know, we can, you can tell the numbers just keep going up every, uh, every month and every year. So keep, keep going. I will, man. Thank you. I do appreciate that. Thank you so much. Because here's the thing. I be- It's not a race. It's a marathon. And exactly. if you go into thinking that you're going to blow up in one night, that's not going to happen. It may happen to some small people or whatever and stuff like that. But that 1% is over a billion people. Yeah. So yeah. if people are thinking, oh, I'm going to make a YouTube channel and a bunch of people are going to love me and a bunch of people are going to subscribe to my channel or I'm going to make a movie and everybody's going to love it and they're just going to flock over to me because I made something or I'm doing something. That's not always the case because it's going to take a long time to build network, a network with people and also to work with pe- the best people that you know that you can work with and network with and be comfortable around. Because it's rare to find someone that's out there for you and not trying to look for something that's going to benefit somebody else. That's the biggest thing nowadays. Everybody's looking out for number one instead of looking out for each other. You All know, right. and it's rare to find that. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's but, looking for their own yeah. angle. <laughs> yep. Their own angle. <laughs> that's it. Exactly. But, you know, aside from that and stuff like that, you know, I believe that this lonely echoes thing is going to take off just like how masquerades taking off and i know that you've been wanting to get this thing off the ground since masquerade was released and i just want to say this the hours that you put into editing and doing everything that you're doing it's going to pay off in the long run i remember when you were on the set of filming masquerade uh-huh. And the hours that you put into filming and just the overnight experience of it and just the overwhelming hours and stuff like that. And I remember how tired you were to the point where people were telling you, hey, look, you need to take a break. You need to relax a little bit. But, you know, it's just I I was also recovering from hernia surgery at that time, too. Like just a couple of days before I was uh, uh, for the first two days of shooting, they the, my crew would not let me get out of my chair. <laughs> They're like, no, you stay there. <laughs> That's awesome, though, that the yeah. crew is trying to take care of you while you're yeah. also trying to take care of them. Like I said, it goes back to being family on the set, which you don't really see that much often on big sets or anything like that. It's rare. But, yeah, you, you see it every once in a while. So my other thing is this, too. I know that you recently saw the Batman movie. So yeah. what did you think? I loved it. Um, I, I, my only, my only critique about it is I didn't, I didn't think Pattinson did very good as Bruce Wayne. I thought he was fantastic as Batman. Um, and I think, I think that there is a reason he wasn't Bruce Wayne in the film for very long. Like I think maybe a total of 10 minutes, if that. Um, right. I even the said this in the film was, was him as Batman and when he was Batman, it was it was amazing. Probably the best Batman there's been. Um, but I really did not like him as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, here's the thing. This is what I said in my, my podcast episode when we did the review on it. I said he's 90% Batman and 10% uh, Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that, with that because of the fact that we're going for more of the detective angle, which I'm okay with. And then that 10% doesn't really matter to me because of the fact that we're dealing with more of a detective level kind of Batman than what we're, we're used to. 
So it reminded me of the animated movie, uh, not animated movies, but, you know, just reminds me of the video games, the comics and stuff like that on the detective level. It's like Saw meets Seven meets the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. And that's what I said. But, you know, I thought the tone was very good. It has that uh, slow build to it that I like. And it's does feel like a detective movie versus um, a Batman movie. Yeah, that was really my only critique. Uh, I thought I thought the acting was great, cinematography was great, um, the story was really good. I loved I loved the riddles. Um, like when you when you're dealing with the Riddler, you got to have good riddles. If you don't have good, right? And and that, that, so that's the challenge with the with with having Riddler in the film, right? You got to have good riddles, and the, it's got to be ones that people haven't really heard before, right? Right. Uh, and they, they they did a good job with that. Um, so. The, if I was making a Batman movie and I, that would be like one of the hardest things for me to do is to come up with really, really good uh, intricate riddles that people haven't heard before. Um, and I thought they did a good job with that. Um, I loved, I love, <laughs> so I just want to point out that I wrote and came up with the, the idea and the theme of masquerade way before I saw Batman. <laughs> okay. Cause they talked okay. about masks they yep. mentioned the, the word masquerade. They talked about unmasking. <laughs> right. So, yeah, a lot of the same uh, themes and concepts that are in masquerade were, were in in the Batman, which I thought was cool. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that I like about yours, though, versus Batman, though, is the fact that you're not talking about, like, a physical mask. You're right. talking about a mental state of somebody, subconsciousness of... Yeah unmasking the real you i'm asking who that person really is underneath something versus something physical so that's something that i really liked about your masquerade movie was because of and it was so special to me as a reviewer as someone that loves horror movies is the fact that you're doing something so unique and so uniquely different because of the fact that you're using it using the mask mm-hmm. as an invisibility cloak because everybody uses a mask and pretends to be something that they're not and everything and you know i like how you use that on masquerade thank you you're very welcome because here's the thing yeah you can talk about a mask all day long and yes you can actually uh go on ahead and use the physicalness of it but there's so much more behind the lens so much more behind the context of it you know so you know, I thought Masquerade was a very great was a great movie, and also too with Aaron playing the small time sheriff and everything, I was glued in even more. And you know, I, I, like I said before, he's so dialed into it. He reminded me of something from like Andy Griffin, where I'm just so dialed into his small town <laughs> cop flavor of it. And I'm like, I want to see more of this guy. I want to see more <laughs> of the detective work. I want to see more of the the twin sister and him teaming up and figuring this thing out and having like the little conspiracy theories on the on the wall and everything too of how everything's pieced together. So that's that's what I would like to, love to see. But you know, I, I I'm just geek geeked out over this um, your lone saga. I fell in love with it from the moment that you sent it in to me. To, to review the very first movie and to well, see how much it's grown. I'm, hopefully I'm you can review two more. <laughs> hey, I'm down. I'm down to yeah. review two more. If you want me to re-review something, I'll re-review <laughs> something. I don't care. <laughs> Either way it goes, I'll try and help you out getting more of this stuff out there for people to check out because I believe small indie films deserves the same amount of credit as these large budget films 
because there's so much creativeness with small indie films. I mean, come on. I ended up reviewing short films for the indie film festivals, and those were like 13 minutes long, 10 minutes long, 20 minutes long. There's so much more you can do with the short films like that that people don't realize and put so much detail into it and still manage to pull it off with a great ending Yeah, and everything. You don't need these high-dollar budget movies sometimes and stuff like that. And I, feel I, like I want to throw something in. I don't know something in about that too. Just uh, I'm telling you what, I've seen a lot of stuff. I've seen a lot of blood over my career too. But I'm just going to be honest. After I seen the finished product, Masquerade, and some of the effects that the team did, some of it made me cringe because I was like, oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> it's just, it was, it's so realistic, man. It, it, it made me cringe. And, and I've seen a lot of stuff. I've seen car wrecks. And, that didn't make me cringe like some of the effects in Masquerade did, but man, it guys just need to see it. They they just need to see it to appreciate it. Yeah, and and I know Jason them. They did a lot of work on those effects because they were they were discussing how they were doing it. And you know when you hear something, you're like, well, that kind of makes sense, but you don't really know what they're talking about. But then after I seen it on the actual film, I was like, man, this. It, there's things in there that actually made me cringe. Like I might've even closed my eyes on a couple of them. Cause I couldn't stand to watch it. I'll tell you what, <laughs> that one scene where the main character winds up getting something stuck in his eye. That was surprising. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. And I, 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 nothing really grosses me out or anything like that. I usually, I'm like, Ooh, this, yeah. that, that made me cringe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. I, and I don't want to give anything away, but the whole, the, the, just the knife cutting, just, just the thought of that, just, just, man, it just, it made me, it made me cringe because <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's just so real and I won't give anything away for people who haven't seen it. They just need to watch it. Yeah. But yeah, it's man, I'm telling you, it was, it was crazy. All right. Well, I know that uh, this is going to be, if, as far as the interview goes and stuff like that, but Jason, Aaron, I want to I want to have you guys both on here again. Sure. And everything is okay. a catch up, just to see where you guys are at with the film and things like that. Because I'm I'm here's the thing I'm excited for the both of you guys. I'm excited for this third film. I want this third film to happen. And matter of fact, speaking of things to happen, Jason, where can everybody go ahead and donate some money to this thing? Because if I had like two grand laying around, I'll just go ahead and give you 2K right now. Very much appreciated. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Indiegogo, um, we have an Indiegogo campaign. You can just go to the website and type in Lonely Echoes and it'll, it'll come up. Lots of perks you guys can choose from. Uh, from one dollar all the way up to a thousand dollars. If somebody out there happens to want to uh, um, be uh, uh, an angel backer, is what they're called. Uh, somebody who has has the means uh, to uh, to contribute a lot, like thousands. Um, we are partnered with a, um, a nonprofit organization here in Arkansas called Women in Film. Uh, so that that contribution could be filtered through their organization so that it will be uh, tax deductible. So if, if, if that's the case, just reach out to me personally um, and I'll, I'll get you in touch with uh, with the president of that organization. So, OK, yeah. Um, so, 
Aaron, is there anybody, is there anywhere else that people can reach you at or anything like that on your socials or just. Man, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, okay. Anybody can reach me there. I can give them any information they need. And what I don't have, I can contact Jason because, you know, he's, he lives so far away, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, we can definitely do something. Okay. All yep. right, guys. So if you guys want to go ahead and follow me underneath Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, underneath the same brand name on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. Another thing, too, is we actually have a new place that you can actually donate to us if you want to go ahead and donate to us. And this is just to keep the lights here on at Movie Lovers Unite. This is for new equipment, updating stream yards, keeping the stream going. Uh, but yeah, if you guys want to go ahead and donate five to ten dollars to us by buy me a coffee, buyusacoffee.com forward slash movie lovers, and that's how you can donate five to ten dollars over there. But by smashing that like button, smashing the share button, smashing that bottom right hand corner of the bell right there, allow you guys to know when something new is coming out on our YouTube channel. Matter of fact, we just released an Elvis trailer reaction that's kicking off very well. We did a spoiler review for the Batman, we've also done a deep water trailer reaction that I did uh, with ben, the new Ben Affleck movie. So go on ahead. We have plenty of content to feed your needs and everything over here at Movie Lovers Unite. Another thing too is go ahead and rate us on Good Pods. As good, good Pods is basically social networking for podcasters or people that love podcasts themselves. And you can rate individual episodes. You can also talk to us and tell us what you think of those individual episodes. Rate us. Give us a five-star ranking if you choose to do so. And then of course on Apple Podcasts, you can also rate us over there, and on Spotify now as well. Then, of course, if you want to, go ahead and follow me underneath Movie Lovers Unit on TikTok, Movie Lovers Unit Zero, that is, and then Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter, and then if you want to reach out to me or if you're a sponsor, just go ahead and reach out to me at MovieLoversUnite at gmail.com, and that's everywhere that you can follow me at and everything. I do appreciate Aaron and Jason taking their time out of their evening to talk about Lonely Echoes. I would love to actually have them back on here again to do a little bit of a catch-up, maybe have the other cast involved and everything too. That would be great. But, Jason, it's always a pleasure to have you on here, man. And I wish you nothing but the best. Same thing for you, Aaron. I wish you the best as uh, well. In about a month and a half, probably come on again for Voorhees. Okay. Okay. Sounds great. Hey, I already uh, have it. April. Got it. (laughs) Voorhees is um, slated to release on YouTube for free um on friday may 13th so. perfect yeah. <laughs> perfect for a slaughter fest so that's um that's going to be what day again jason so everybody can remember that friday may 13th okay friday may 13th and everybody out there have a great and safe week uh and also to have a safe evening and always until next time it's been real it's been fun can't wait to do this again and bye-bye